What is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk about life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Wow, I am fired up today because I have the honor and privilege to have one of my great friends on the show. Her and I met a few years back when she first joined the network marketing company that we're both partnered with. We're not financially linked, but we just connected right away. And I knew from the jump that there was something different about her. She had a tremendous vision. She had the desire and had the will to do whatever it took to succeed. And she's just overall a boss. And it's been so cool to be able to connect with her over the years and watch her rise up, grow as an individual and a leader. And now she's consistently a top three income earner for ages 25 and under worldwide in our company. She has created a six-figure residual income and has helped so many people get their health together and level up as individuals. So today I am honored to have with me Sydney Lish tuning in from San Diego, California. What is going on, Sid? Hey, I'm so happy. So happy to be here with you, John. You're one of my favorite people. So when you when you asked me to be on, I was just I was pumped. I said yes right away. (laughs) Hell yeah, yeah. And I knew when when I decided to start this podcast, I thought of a few names of people that needed to be interviewed first and you were right at the top of that list. So we had to make this happen and I'm pumped for the value that you're going to bring everyone today. Yes, I'm so I'm so pumped to be here. So let's do this. Let's just get right into it. You have an awesome story. Share with everyone a little bit about your background in the nitty gritty because people see where you're at today and sometimes just overlook what it actually took to get there. So let's just start with your background and where you came from. Yeah, I think I think one of the coolest things about Um, entrepreneurship, network marketing, like the industry that we're in is we are all so normal. Like we're all so freaking normal. I think we often put people up on pedestals if they've achieved anything. We're really like my background and my upbringing and my journey to get to, you know, where, where I am today um, is just like so stupidly normal, (laughs) like not glamorous. I, most of the time I'm a shit show. Um, And, and that's okay. That's okay. I think it's important to like be transparent that I don't have my stuff together, you know, but, uh, I guess, I guess my story starts about God, I I would say three years ago, almost four years ago, I was, I was a very like ambitious young woman or young girl. Uh, when I, I was living out in Montana, originally I'm from Billings, Montana, there's more cows than there are people. Uh, and, and I was, you know, I was doing the normal thing. I was going to school. I had a very traditional upbringing, you know, go to, go to school, get a good paying job. Don't rock the boat. Don't do anything too crazy. Don't, you know, disgrace the family name. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't be too out there. So had a great upbringing, amazing parents. They really taught me just so many great, like traditional Midwest values that I think have really, really helped me um, just in every aspect, in every aspect. But went to school for, you know, exercise science, secondary education. I did, uh, the entire time I was in school, I was like, I don't want to do anything with this major. I don't want to be a teacher. I, I don't want to do anything, but I'm, I'm going here. I'm, I'm getting an education because that's the only thing I know to do. Um, and, you know, at the time I was also competing in bodybuilding. I was an ex-athlete and just really looking for my way. was super passionate about health and fitness. 
So I actually decided to invest while I was in college. Um, I was getting my NASM certification to become a personal trainer, just trying to find something that was like exciting to me. I remember for years, I, I still have all these books at home, just books full of like every single major, every single job, every single, you know, personality test before it was like a thing on the internet that you could do to find something that drew, like drew me in and just nothing excited me. I was like, I'm not going to be passionate about anything. Our, our, the millennial generation, the Gen Z generation, we're all about passion. And if we're not going to be passionate about something, we're not going to do it. And for me, I was like the epitome of that. I was like, if I'm, if I'm not loving what I'm doing every single day, I have no interest in it. So I, I did all these tests, everything. And the only thing I could think of was I wanted to make an impact. I wanted it to be in the wellness space. Um, and I love people. I'm a Gemini. I wanted to work with people. So um, I, you know, I, I fell into teaching really and personal training. I invested into a program to start an online company. Actually, I started an online health and wellness company. I was teaching people how to track their macros and work on their health and fitness. Um, and I was very, I worked harder in that first month in that business than I've ever worked on anything in my life. That was the, that was probably the rock bottom of my life where I was, you know, stealing food from my mom's house. I remember for about a week straight, I had $0 to my name and I was stealing apples from my mom's house and I would eat like one apple a day for like four days at a time. And it was, that was like rock bottom. And I remember I hustled so hard. And in that first month of, of coaching, I made like 14 grand and the year prior, the 12 months prior, working three different jobs and going to school. I think the entire year I made $11,000 that prior year. So I was like, Oh my God, I just made in a month what I made in a year. That's amazing. Right. Um, and then I realized I couldn't keep the pace up. I didn't know how to scale it. I, I could not, it, it just wasn't going to work for me. I was like, I can't keep grinding like this for the rest of my life. And I knew that really early on. So one of my clients introduced me to a network marketing company. I had no idea what it was. I wasn't super interested in it. I was exhausted. That's all I knew. Um, talked to a couple people in the, in the company at a little third party validation call. And all I remember thinking was like, these people have what I want and they're in a similar space, but they're not having to work as hard. And I was like, I know that they've worked hard to get to where they are, but now they have freedom. And if I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing in this space or as a teacher or whatever, I'm never actually going to have that time freedom. I might have financial freedom, but I'm not going to have any time. So I really just trusted. I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't, I had no idea. And I remember a box arriving on my doorstep. And I always, I always say that box was like the dream, the dream that I always had of fulfillment and passion and purpose in a brown box that I had no idea what it was. Um, and I, I, I put the products that we, we use in our, in my body and, and I moved, you know, I moved out to California. I finished up school. I, I basically closed up that business right away. I was like, this shit. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I moved out to, to California. I had a pre-booked plane ticket a year prior. I was like, I'm committing. I can't take it back if I buy the ticket and it's non-refundable and I don't have any other money. So like, that's the money that's going towards the ticket. Flew out to California and I, I nannied for a few days for a family um, and, and instantly was like, I can't do this. I I can't deal with these kids uh, <laughs> really. And I, I called the girl who enrolled me and she happened to be living in San Diego. She picked me up. We went to dinner. Um, I think I had about 50 to 70 bucks left to my name. And that family was just, they weren't paying me anything to nanny their kids. They were paying for a living. So I, I lived with them for a few days, ended up moving in with the woman who enrolled me into our company, uh, slept. Literally we shared a bed for about a month. 
She let me sleep in her bed. Um, and she trained me up. She drugged me to a, an event. I put everything on a credit card. And that's when I was really like, this is what I'm doing. I am going all in. I'm going to be one of the youngest millionaires in the company. I'm going to be up on that stage. I remember seeing, I believe John up on stage as a top earner under 25. And I was like, I need to be up there. Like that gets to be me. Uh, and, and I just came home and I got to work. It was so messy. I didn't have a couch. I didn't have a bed for a long time. I didn't have a bed frame for about a year and a half. I didn't have a TV, uh, total grind, but I knew that there was that promise of being able to create that time freedom and that financial freedom in the future. And, and, you know, I'm still on the way there and I've also been able to create so much. So it's been incredible. Long story short, here we are, um, been able to make some of the best relationships, you know, not financially tied to John. And he's probably one of my, one of the people that I know I could go to for anything. So being able to build those relationships has been incredibly important for me. And, um, this company, this business, this, you know, entrepreneurship, it's just helped me grow in ways that I never thought I'd be able to grow. I absolutely love that. And it is so cool that we aren't financially linked and how much we do for each other. Like you can call me anytime and be like, Hey, I have some guy who I want you to share your story with. Can you hop on and you'll do the same for me. So it really is so cool, the community and how it brought us together. So going back to your story, what I love most about you, there's many things I love about you, of course, Thank but you. <laughs> you're just, you're such a hard worker and you're so, you know, exactly what you want. Like you said, you went to that event, you saw the, the top earners, the millionaires, and you're like, that's going to be me. And I mean, since then you've been straight on that path to get there. Mm -hmm. So I want you to go back and touch on more in depth, the sacrifices that you've made to get there because, you know, so many people, they see where we're at and for, I, we both know we're right at the beginning of our journey, mm -hmm. but I don't think they understand some of the things that you need to give up. It's the, the idea of being on stage and being a millionaire is awesome, but what does it take to get there? Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, you guys, it was, and, and again, for me, it was, it was really intense. I moved across the country with no money. I, I really had to make some sacrifices in the beginning and it did not go fast. I think I calculated my numbers. Um, I started in July of 2017 by September. I think that first year I made $481 grinding in the entire month of September, 2017 in 2018, September, I made 10 or I made 1080. And then 2019 last year, I made like $8,000 in that month. So the progression, but I worked half the time. So that growth was not fast. It was very slow. And I was living on that income. So the sacrifices I had to make were huge. They were huge. I, again, I didn't have a bed. I didn't have a TV. We didn't have a couch. I was working on the floor. Most of the time I'd lay a blanket down and I got a little step stool and I would work on that. Um, I remember the first year, our, our, our buy-in, our overhead is the food we eat. And so my grocery budget was the food that we get from our company. And beyond that, I would eat beans um, probably three to four times a week for dinner, Jesus. like a can of, bon a can of beans. Um, you know, I, I, I told my mentor in the beginning, I was like, I want you to coach me like you coached your wife in, in the beginning when you were just like, you, you worked with her on everything. You, you coached her, you didn't sugarcoat things. She, you know, I'm, I'm willing to make the sacrifices. And so he gave me a bedtime. He gave me, um, you know, the no dating for a year. I didn't date for a year. I didn't go buy new clothes. I borrowed clothes from my mentor for meetings. I didn't have a car for a year and a half and living in Southern California. If you've ever been there, you know, that's really tough. So I would, I would wake up at 4am before my, my 
mentor who I was living with uh, would wake up and I would take her car to the gym and go to the gym, take it back before she woke up so that I could go work out um, at a gym that she put me on her family pass for. I wasn't even paying for the gym membership. So I would go to the gym, come back 4am and then I would just get to work all day. Um, didn't go out to the bars and San Diego is a fun place. Like for 20 years, I, I wasn't going to the beach all the time. Right. There was, there was a time there where I got a little distracted and I instantly knew it. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't be doing that. I can't be going out. I can't be, you know, spending that extra money right now. And then when I really doubled down, I locked myself in my, my apartment for 10 days. And I finally just ran to the top leadership rank. I was like, I'm done. I've had it. I need to be able to make some money. And in that, that one month at 22 years old, I think I made, you know, like seven grand or something, which was life. That was life changing for me. It was life changing. So the, the sacrifices were immense, but knowing where I was going, it was worth it. And I just knew that if I was willing to trust, um, it would just be part of the process and it just makes for so much of a, a better story, you know? Oh yeah. And I remember the other day, the reason I asked is you put up a post, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago all of yeah. the pictures of you literally on the floor in the bedroom and talking yeah. about you're just eating beans four times a week. I would lose my fucking mind. If I oh was my God. Yeah. It was terrible. But, but it was, it was also that laser focus of on my wall. You can see like I had my executive map. I have my check that I wrote myself for a million dollars. Cause I know that successful people do that. I had my vision board. I had all these things that when I was doing those things, it was like, I would look at that while I was eating my beans and being like, this won't be my reality forever. If I just keep staying the course, you know? Oh, hundred percent. And I think it's so important for people in network marketing and people outside success and successful people all leave clues. There's no actual secret to what they've done. No. I think people just don't want to accept the reality of what it takes and try to find shortcuts and find ways around it. And that's yeah. something that's so impressive about you is that, you embraced it. You said, what do I have to do? And they gave you a, a bedtime and you followed it like down to a T. You said, I'll do whatever it takes. And how, so I know on the path, since this is not immediate with what we do with any type of business, how'd you deal with frustrations along the way? Like what made you stay committed to your vision and know that you were going to follow it through and see it through despite because I know along the way we, de we deal with so much rejection and so much uncertainty and so much failure. What made you stick the course and know that everything was going to come together? It was, it was seeing the people on stage and I was like, if these people can do it, I can do it. It was that like rocks. It was the, I have chills. It was this like rock <laughs> solid belief that if, if I could be a bodybuilder and coach myself, if I could be an athlete and, and be one of the captains on our team. If I can do all these things, I can 100% do this because it's a roadmap. It's literally a roadmap. They're giving you, you the exact blueprint to be successful. All the tools are there. Everything's there. It's just a, a matter of your, if you're willing to put in the work. Um, but at the same time, I didn't have the personal development. I didn't have the network. I didn't have the skills in business. I didn't even have interpersonal skills. I didn't even know how to start a conversation with a stranger. I was 22 years old and I had no entrepreneurial parents. Like my dad was kind of entrepreneurial. My mom was a hairdresser. So it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't learned those skills. Um, so I, I had to develop all of that. I also had to develop a really big belief in myself. Uh, I borrowed other people's belief and leaned on that until I did the personal work to be able to believe in myself and believe in myself. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was this rock solid belief that it's just a blueprint and you just need to put in the work. 
And if we're willing to do it for three to five to 10 years, so much better than working a goddamn, you know, 40 year career in something you hate that pays you like $200,000 a year. Great. But you're miserable. Exactly. I always tell people the things that are easy to do now are going to be harder in the long run. And the things that are hard to do now become easy in the long run. Mm -hmm. Our business is a great example of that because realistically now you and I, we're not making millions of dollars yet, but we could go take a week off and our income is going to be unaffected because yep. of what we built and, and the networks we built and the leveraged income we've created, which is so, so amazing. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. You going back to dating when I, when I talk to people, that's one thing people always, I'm sure you as well. They're always like, do you have a girlfriend yet? Who's your girlfriend? Why aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, you know how much fucking time you have to waste and invest into someone else at this stage in the game. I'm, in, I guess it is in a selfish way, but I'm like, I'm so focused on my vision and my goals and my dreams and making what yeah. I want happen, happen now. So that in the future, when I'm ready for that, everything's in place. Like we're good to go. And yeah. let's talk a little on that because I think so many people lack being independent. Like they can't function alone. They cling on whether like all these forms of external certainty and security, like they need a girlfriend or a boyfriend yeah. and it's like a teddy bear almost like they, they need that comfort. Like they're blanky. Right. <laughs> it's just, for me, I feel like going through life at a young age and staying single, I've grown exponentially enormous amounts because I've been able to like know myself, figure out yeah. who I am and just kind of go like grow through things without feeling like I need someone else there. I don't know. What are your yep. thoughts on all that? I, you know, I was raised again. It all comes back to like the way my parents raised me. Um, I, I grew up in a, a home where my parents were divorced since I was three years old. So my dad and my mom always modeled and taught that as a woman, you are independent. You never should rely on a man for money or external validation or anything. Um, and growing up, I just always had that mindset. I just, I didn't believe that men would actually take care of women. I was financially, whatever, you know, emotionally. And so I grew up very independent and I never dated. So, I mean, you can ask any of my friends in high school, college, like I would maybe go on a couple dates, but it would never last beyond one because ever since I was little, I was so clear on what I wanted. I, w I was so clear that like my dad was the perfect example of what a man is and how he treats women and, and how I want to be treated. And so for me, it's like, even when I, when I moved and I got a little distracted in California for a very short amount of time, I mean, my mentor like, isn't stupid. He knew that I was like going on some dates here. And there. I, was, I was living with them. Right. And he, he's so intuitive. So like, he knew, and, and he's like, you're, you're going to get distracted. And I did instantly. So, so for me, it was, that was great practice for me because I've learned throughout the years, what I do want, what I don't want. And knowing that I'm so self-sufficient and so good on my own, I know that I'm going to attract someone who's incredible and the perfect fit um, and probably does what I do too, <laughs> you know, and, and probably gets it and supports that. Um, but I think being independent, so many people, especially in our generation, they don't know how to do it because it's just like this constant external validation need. It's kind of like the, the social media hit, right? It's like the dopamine hit like they just want the dopamine of someone else telling them that they're pretty and telling them that they're really strong and telling them that they're <laughs> perfect like when you don't need that people sense that and they're like whoa like this person's good they're they're good on their own and that makes people question like what's wrong with you why are you still single what like why aren't you it, it truly makes people I'm, I'm sure people think that all the time like something must be wrong with him if he's single right 
something must be wrong with her. She's probably a psycho, right? No, actually, I just am good without somebody telling me that I'm awesome. Like, I know that I'm awesome. So <laughs> I think both of us, and, I, and we've talked about this before, like, we're so similar in that way where it's just like, actually, it's just not a focus right now. And if I'm really that laser focused on my vision, when the time is right, I'm just going to call it in. And then I'm going to, I'm going to be fully ready. But for so long, that personal development for me was like, I want to become the best version of Sid so that when the perfect man comes into my life, I'm going to be ready for him. He's going to be ready for me. And I'm just trusting that that timing is going to be perfect. Yeah. I love that. Everything you said is so spot on. And you think about it, the, where we're at and just kind of we're, we're visionaries, right? Like we set huge goals. We hold such a high standard for ourselves. For me, like when I go on, I, I go on dates with people and they're not even, it, it's so, it's so tough sometimes that it's so hard to connect because people don't understand how big we think. You know what I mean? I'm so you, scared. Right? <laughs> you, you, you start talking about it and people are looking at you like you're out of your yeah. goddamn mind. <laughs> oh my God. I've had some dates, John, where like, I'll tell them, I'm like, I'm going to be the youngest millionaire with my company. This is like right in the beginning. And I'm like, I moved here from Montana. I am like super good by myself. I'm going to be the youngest millionaire in our company. Da, 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 da. And they're like, okay, I'm not going to call you again. Cause I'm going to be working at like Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably like in the beginning, at least when you don't have results yet, people are like, yeah, all right, we'll see it. Like yep. go make it happen, sister. Yep. <laughs> and they, oh, just yeah. don't, they don't believe it. Cause they have so many limiting beliefs themselves. So I think, yeah, it's, it's so hard to connect with people who mm -hmm. are entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. Uh, going off that though. So going into this business, I know for me, when I started to have a lot more success, it was addressing different beliefs I had and limiting beliefs that mm -hmm. were holding me back with my business. Have you had that moment where you've had breakthroughs from identifying any limiting beliefs or any limiting beliefs you're even working on still? Oh my God. Yes. All the time. They never go away. Right. They never go away. I, you know, one of the most monumental things I've done um, was when it was the first year, it was the, it was the week that I locked myself in my room and hit the highest leadership rank. I was going through a program that someone enrolled me into. And a lot of people in isogenics have done this work. A lot of people in our industry have done this work. Um, but I went through a personal development program. It was four months long or three, three or four months long. And it was essentially you go, you go, you know, a few different weekends throughout the time and you spend 12 hours in a room with about 70 people, same 70 people every time. And you dig deep on your shit. Like you, it's that thing where you go in the room and you're crying for 12 hours and you're purging and you're getting like, you're just like working through parents divorce. You're working through deaths that happen that you're working through, you know, your limiting beliefs. Literally they strip you completely raw of everything so that you're just really facing your demons. And I mean, some of those for me were, I'll just be again, really transparent. That's why I'm here. A lot of mine were being second best, being chosen second, you know, this story of like, you're never going to be good enough. You're, you know, no matter how hard you work, you're never going to get the results that some of these other people have. You're not that lucky, you know, what, whatever that may be. Um, you know, just the, the worthiness conversation. I think a lot of women struggle with the, the worthiness conversation. You're not pretty enough. You're not fit enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not, you know, short enough. You're not tall enough, whatever it is. I, I don't know, but, um, it, a lot of that, a lot of that. And, and the money blueprint stuff for me, it was like, oh, you know, you, you're never going to be able to make a million dollars because, you know, two years ago, you're making $11,000 the entire year. Like, well, who says <laughs> you can make more than that? Right. So, um, the people who are, 
people think like self-work is like this exciting thing. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to work on myself. If you're really working on yourself, you should be like on the floor crying at points. Like it is painful to really do the work on yourself. I remember feeling just like these headaches in this, in this program where it was like, I felt like my face was going to fall off because I was like, I was processing so much and I was getting through so much deep trauma that I didn't even know I had. I had a great upbringing. So it's like you stuff these things down. And if you're really doing that work, it's going to set you free. I'm so grateful that I did that at such a young age, but, but most people aren't willing to do that work. There's so many limiting beliefs that come up and they still come up. But now I have the tools to be able to be like, Oh, that's not my story anymore. I'm choosing into a different story. Right. I think what you said at the end it, you're always working and you're always growing, but I think you get into a place where you become aware and then mm-hmm. you know these voices and that these your subconscious is trying to hold you back and prevent you from change. You can identify it and you can be like, nope, fuck you. That's not yeah. who we are anymore. But yeah, yeah. That, that that's huge. I know for me, and it's different because most of the people our age within our company, this is their first network marketing experience. Mm-hmm. And having the biggest thing I had to go through was with my first network marketing company, we had right out of the gate, like exploded so much momentum, so many people joining. And then over time, I just watched my upline leaders lying about their level of income. I saw the people showing their cars and their watches. Like we would get on calls where we'd talk to prospects and to be dangling their Mercedes keys in front of the, and it was just so ridiculous. And it got to the point where I knew the company was going to be there for the long run. It couldn't be based Mm -hmm. off the principles they were building on. And it ended up, when I decided to walk away and switch to our current company that my mom was partnered with at the time, it took me years before Mm -hmm. I could get back fully into the swing of it because that first company instilled such negative beliefs in me about network marketing because on that one experience. And when similar to you, I went to a weekend seminar and one of my mentors, Rod Hairston was able to uncover these limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And basically what it came down to is me making it about myself And at the end, it was about, he's like, look, dude, you've lived in Italy. You've traveled all over the world. You live in California now. You've been able to live a life like no other 24-year-old has. This isn't up to you whether or not you want to share it. It's your responsibility. And Mm -hmm. just minor tweaks like that in your thinking can change everything. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just fully stepped back into the business. So I love that stuff. And I think a big reason I want to do this podcast is because everyone looks for shortcuts and the easy way to get there. And doesn't want to take the time to address what's going on in their head and in their mind, because that's where everything begins. It all starts with our beliefs. And typically our beliefs are based off some bullshit experience we had or something that someone who's not happy in life told us and it sticks with you. So it's really about that. And it's never about pure mastery because I don't think you ever get to the point where you never have a negative thought in your head. But once you bring that awareness in, then that's when you can start doing the work. So awesome. Totally. totally. And I think so many people, like even for myself, when I first started, I, I didn't even understand that I could control my thoughts. Like so many people I talk to, they don't even understand that. They're like, Oh wait, I can actually choose what I'm telling myself and what story I'm creating. And we can create our reality with our words and our thoughts and all, you know, our actions and all of that. But that was that, that awareness for me was everything because then you just get to choose differently and it opens up so much excitement and freedom when you when you really believe that because like I get to create anything I like it's like almost this fairyland but it's true like I have manifested if you think that's woo woo I don't really care I used to think it was woo woo too but it's real <laughs> I think the highest level people are are such believers in creating and manifesting I've manifested everything into my life so once you can become aware and use some of those little tools and tweaks in your mind then it's like 
it opens up so much excitement. Yeah, it's so true. It's so insane. You know what I love? How many times have you read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind? Oh, I read it at least, oh my God. The first year at the end of the book, it says to read it every, every week or every month for 12 months. And I did. So the first year I read it every single month. Um, and then, you know, every, I at least read it twice a year. And then I have my team read it all together every year. That's so awesome. It's just like, that's what you need to do though. People think they can watch something once like, yup, I got it. Yup. I got it. Yup. 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 And, uh, that's what I love is just your commitment. Most people, it says it at the end of the book, people aren't going to end up doing that. I, I bet out of 999 people yeah. who read the book, like out of a thousand that all those people aren't going to do it. So that's so cool. And mm-hmm. yeah, another, like going back, we've been doing a 90 action plan. We talked to you about that. I think you're in the middle of one right now too. Mm-hmm. And we're doing morning calls. And my mom and I, the other night, we're sitting down talking because my mom, as you know, is uh, probably the number one person I build this business with. And we're just strategizing and we're talking about personal development. And we're like, I think most people, when we say personal development, they don't even know what the hell it means. You know, like, they're like, oh, it means looking up cool quotes on Pinterest. (laughs) Right, right. And reposting the quotes on your feed or whatever. But I, I just think, people don't understand what it means, especially people outside of our world of network marketing, because we're so heavily invested into it. But like, people just don't even understand what working on themselves is. And like, I don't think people understand, you want to get healthy, you put good food in your body, you go exercise, you go invest into yourself, but your mind, it's just as important to feed that with the good food as well. So I don't know, what, what are some personal development tips? And like, what does personal development mean to you? Oh, my God. You know, I think it's, God, that's such a loaded question, but such a great question. (laughs) I know. Just break it down. Break it down. You know, I think at the, at the very basis for me, it is that awareness, even, you know, now to the point where I listen to a song and I'm like, whoa, I'm like, that's not the kind of information I need going into my brain. I know it's a great song. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Cause like I actually, the, when I sing it and when I speak those words, that becomes my reality too. So like when you get that aware of like, whatever is coming, I'm very protective. So even friends, very transparent this last week, I complete, you know, I cut some friends that have, have been friends for, since I started isogenics. And that was really hard for me, but I knew that that was the thing that was potentially keeping me back from that next level of development and that next level of income, because we are the people that we spend the most time with. And I was really starting to see that affect me. And so it like being willing to do those hard things, being willing to commit to it, even when you don't feel like it, like personal development, it's the choice of being coachable and listening to the people that are, that have the result that you want and doing those things. Because if, you know, if T. Harv Ecker in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind has the financial result I want and he tells me to read a book 12 times once every single month for a year, I'm going to do it if I really want that result. Again, the blueprint is there, especially with personal development. All the tools are the same. If you talk to any really highly personally developed person, they're probably doing the same thing. Um, you know, the, the same thing as you are if you're highly personally developed. So I think find find a person who has a result that you're looking for and ask them what they did to get there. Like ask them what kind of work they did on themselves to get there. And I guarantee it's reading certain books. It's listening to certain podcasts. It's going to certain seminars. It's doing, you know, specific cues, like using certain words, not using certain words. I work a lot with my team whenever they say, I need to do this. 
I need to enroll this person. I say, no, you deserve it. Replace need with deserve every single time. And now they're in a boxer group and they're like, oh, I deserve to hear that. I so deserve to hear that. And, you know, and they don't, you don't need anything. You don't have to get up today. You get to get up today. It's changing the slightest things and it will make such a difference over time. I think it's also this concept of like personal development to, to development to me means like the compounding of little decisions, little atomic habits every single day. Like you can personally develop, get 1% better every single day in one area of your life. And if you're just willing to commit to doing something 1% better today than you did yesterday, that, that will add up. But it's, it's the little changes of, of you get to, you get to go to the grocery store during the coronavirus versus I have to go to the store. The energy behind that is so different. So I think personal development is a lot of like, find the person as the result that you want and know that it's a daily practice. And it's not like, oh, I'm transcended. I'm there. I'm, I'm here. I, you know, I never have to do anything again. Because the second you stop to stop doing those little things, reading the book, listening to the podcast, filling your brain with good stuff, meeting new people, you know, high vibe people, connecting with high vibe people, changing your language back to what it used to be, you lose all that development. So it's like consistently doing it every day. The second I stop doing the gratitudes in my journal every single day, I realize that I start to have more of a negative mindset throughout the day. But if I continue to do those things every single day, it compounds. And all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, like I feel like a completely different person than I did a month ago. So it's just constant progression. Yeah, I love that answer. And I remember, what, what was this? It must have been earlier this year. Now we listened to those Kevin Trudeo. Oh, I was going to command. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I loved about it, and I was doing this interview with this lady, her podcast is all about um, eating healthy and entrepreneurship and why they go hand in hand. And she was talking about like, why don't people start before it gets too late, right? Because some people it's like, they step on the scale and they're like, oh my God, what happened? Or they have to go, or they're going on a vacation, they put on their bathing suit and they can't believe what they're looking at in the mirror, or they have a serious health issue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I thought back to those tapes and I'm like, why don't people start before something like that happens? And it all comes down to your teachability index and the willingness to change, right? Like, are you willing to learn about it and be taught about it? And are you willing to actually do something with it? Right. And that's everything in our life. You look at everything, everything is just making, being coachable and willing to take in that new information to bring enlightenment and then willing to take action on it. One funny thing I remember for a while you were struggling with knocking filler words, right? Not many, but you had literally. And it's so literally. funny because because <laughs> my mom and sister, we, we I've been home for quarantine. I got out of New York City. I'm at our home in Connecticut. And we're all just like right up each other's ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My mom and sister said, you know, all the time. So I started mocking them. And then I was like, all right, oh, let's be constructive. About push-ups, it. baby. <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you do? Because that's forming a habit, right? Yeah. That's personal development right there with how you speak and how you uh, articulate yourself. So what did you do to knock that? If you have any tips or just yes. the very basics. So a lot of words and I still do it. I still catch myself all the time. Uh, like, and, um, literally for real, like those, kind. <laughs> I just said, like those kinds of words are filler words. And so my mentor had me because he said, he said, Sid, if you really want to be a great speaker, if you really want to be a great leader, a great communicator, you get to, not I have to, you get to start learning and expanding your vocabulary, learning new words, learning new ways of communication. So every single time you say literally, I, I even stutter to say it now because I don't want to have to do push-ups. It's like the Pavlov's <laughs> dog. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> negative reinforcement. Um, 
I would do 10 push-ups every single time. And within, within three days, I think I had done like maybe 200 push-ups. And I was like, I can't do this again. I can't do this again. <laughs> so it, it quickly taught me to not do that. And it, once people point it out to you, you can become more aware. And over, you know, over the course of a week or so, you might stop saying those words, but start to become aware of what kind of words you're saying. And, and 10 pushups is a, I mean, for me, 10 pushups is really hard. <laughs> I'm very bad upper body strength. So do something that makes you not excited and it'll, it'll help you change your vocabulary real quick. Yeah. I was going to say, you're probably like superwoman by the end of that. Your arms oh, are jello. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that again for some other word now. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. We, I use, everyone use filler words. I think Zach Sloban might be the only person on the planet who doesn't use them. <laughs> for, uh, yeah. Zach is a, a maniac. He's like something special. If you don't follow Zach Sloban, go follow Zach Sloban. <laughs> yeah. He's incredible. I feel like he's the next Tony Robbins coming up, but he's incredible. And, but it's the work, right? It's, he's dedicated himself to his craft and that's how he's gotten there. Yeah. So all right. First of all, I'm going to have one more question for you. I'm definitely going to have you back down the line because Love I feel it. like we could go for hours. And oh, yeah, because we just have so much uh, synchronicities. We could just keep going. But mm -hmm. with the theme of the show, so the unconventional education show, the reason I wrote my book, the reason I started this show was because I realized that all of the most important lessons I learned in life came from outside of traditional school, like all my experiences mm -hmm. from role models, from books, whatever it may be. So I wanted to, to leave uh, this episode off with what is the most important thing you've learned outside of school to help you succeed? Well, first of all, I want to say your book is incredible. Um, I read it very quickly. It, I think, is such a perfect book that I wish when I was going through school and looking at all those textbooks and all those books with majors and, and this would have been the book that would have changed everything for me. And so I wish that I would have had it when I was, I was just telling a friend this morning, I said, I wish I would have had his book in high school and college. So if you're in high school, you're in college, you're even out of college, you're, you're going through that phase of life where people are like, what are you going to do with your life? Because everyone gets that question the day that they're you know, going to college. Um, that book is everything. So thank you for writing it. I thank really, you, really appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but God, the one, like one of the things that has changed my life from non, non-conventional education. Uh, there's so many, but just, there's just so many. I'm trying to think of a, a good one. Yeah. Um, that. You got God, this. I know I'm like, there's, so many i think the same I, and that's why it was so stressful writing the book i started making a list of all the things that were there mm -hmm. and i got to 60 or 70 lessons that were taught in there that were outside of school and i'm like all right well it's up to you guys to figure out what you're going to take from yeah. it <laughs> it's so true i think i think one of the biggest overarching themes no matter what industry you're in because i don't want it to be necessarily specific to network marketing but if you're just willing to commit on working on yourself harder than you work on anything else everything will come as a result of that. And if you're willing to do the work in, in your business or in your venture, work you know, as hard as you can in your job. But I was, I was reading actually, it's, it's my birthday is tomorrow and I'm going to be 25. Birthday. Thank you. I, I got to plug that in. Um, but, but I'm turning 25 tomorrow and I, I always look back at the, you know, the 24 things I've learned the year prior and, and what I was writing in my journal a year ago. And it, I talked so much about like, I'm, you know, I'm committed to working on myself this year. I'm committed to that. And everything is going to come as a result of that. 
And I spent every single day this year being so intentional about working on myself and, and just helping myself get a little bit better every single day in one area, whether it's relationships, whether it's financial, whatever, whatever that looks like. And looking back on where my business was a year ago, not even necessarily working harder on my business, just on myself and looking at where my business is now compared to a year ago, even compared to three months ago, I'm like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's all happening. It's coming together. My relationships are the best they've ever been. My personality is the best it's ever been. My, I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm choosing into that every single day. And, and I'm really committed to just like mastering my mind. And, and through this, you know, this terrible time in, in what I think is going to be all of history, I think it's gonna be such a terrible time, you know, that we look back on. I've probably grown more during this time and, and been happier than ever because I've committed to just my internal world being kosher. And, and I think by, if you, if you can learn to just master your mind and commit to developing yourself and then reflecting that back into the world, it'll just, it'll change everything. Cause your inner world is your outer world. Your inner world is a perfect mirror of what your outer world is. So if your outer world feels like shit, take a look inside. If you start to develop that, I guarantee the outer world is going to start to look so much more beautiful and so much more bright. Boom. There it is. That's there it. it is. I love it. Well, it's so true. So true. This was great, Sid. You go rage. Enjoy your birthday. I don't know how Sid celebrates <laughs> her birthday. I don't, you say I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> we're mid, we're a quarter century. So I, I don't know. Hey, and, and, and you're, you're one more year left in the 25 and under category in our company. So run it up. You got Tyler Walter, you guys are head and head. I, I know. <laughs> Tyler, I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> you hear that, Ty? She's coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sid. And for everyone listening, if you got value out of today's show, please just drop a rating on iTunes and just share with someone who need to hear the message because I think a lot of people need to hear Sid's message out there. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Right.